Welcome back, everybody, to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Mm-hmm. You're here with your hosts, James and Greg, and that's all you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do the nicknames anymore. You should know by now. Yeah. Also, I think it's better to have a different identity for this show. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just our real life identities. Yeah. Leave the nicknames for the other ventures. So today's episode is called Normalizing Neutral. And by that, I mean, we need to find a way to find some middle ground before change can actually happen. Past few years have taught us a lot, especially in regards to the culture of social media, where we always want to be hard panned to a specific side, whether it be political or any other issues at hand. Everybody wants to jump the lake instead of building the bridge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, politics has definitely been the one where <laughs> I think we need common ground, especially after the past few years, last year specifically. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to politics, we should probably just start the whole system over. Just gut the system and yeah. rebuild it from Build the ground up. Modes. Yeah. But I noticed a really interesting thing happened when the pandemic hit. I could show empathy to a certain extent. I think it got to the point where it got a little ridiculous. I understand we're in a pandemic, but there's a point where there's no excuse. Is it really that terrible of a time for you? It should have been normalized at this point. There, yeah, I always saw the two extremes. The the it's 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 absolutely a hoax. There's no way that it's real. The numbers are forged or faked and fibbed and all that. And then the the other side is that it's killing everybody it comes into contact with. Like it's like like it's the fucking zombie apocalypse or something. I mean, realistically, people were gonna get it. People needed to get it. We needed to develop that herd immunity. People who were more susceptible needed to stay home. You know, there was a a common ground. There was an area where elements from both sides needed to be implemented, and we didn't do that. Everybody kind of drew the battle line and was like, I'm on this side. Get fucked. Yeah, and my main thing was in regards to the whole mental health thing, which, and this isn't to slam anybody dealing with mental health issues during this time, but while I understood the distaste for the whole, there's no excuses during this time, you should be able to accomplish certain Mm -hmm. things or pick up certain things, but I also don't like the, you have to understand, we're not helpless, nor yeah. should you feel helpless. There's a large chunk of people who, like, I'll say the grind culture came out and they were like, you got this time. You need to improve, start something, do all that. And there's the other side of the coin where they were like, you're in a pandemic. It's OK to not be progressing. And I'm just like, why not do something but do it chill? Yeah. And the whole grind culture thing, it wasn't coming from a place of negativity either mm-hmm. or hostility. This pandemic could have opened up an opportunity for some people. If you weren't working, mm-hmm. I don't know. When I wasn't working for those four weeks that I was off during the pandemic, I got a lot done in the beginning. And then once I got back to work, I wasn't able to do anything because all that time <laughs> was taken up. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the reason that the Twitch stream is on hold. You know, at first I was just, you know, I'm on the side of the coin where it's like it's a pandemic. This is probably the worst chunk of it. I'm going to chill out and I'm just going to like get by. But then I was like, all right, time to, you know pick up some projects and start developing some things. And I definitely took the time to calmly try out a bunch of different things and figure out where I actually wanted to put my energy. That's what I guess what the the message is. While you should have that idea that if I have the time, I should be doing something, but you don't have to come at it full force. You know, you don't have to fucking slam it into sticks and dump your fucking transmission on the road. Right, exactly. You know, I was thinking about it this whole time And I don't know if it's just how people grew up or who they hang around, but I noticed I think it's a problem that any sort of extended 
stay away from people being detrimental. I just don't think that should be that much of an issue. If that's an issue, I don't think there's a very, it's not very healthy of having a dependence on your social life. Uh, real quick, if that was a poor car analogy, I'm sorry, I'm not a car guy. <laughs> <laughs> It just sounded like it made it sense. It probably made sense. <laughs> you probably could have thrown something flashy and like, oh, if you're pumping, if you're hitting the gas on this gear in a manual and you're dropping your transmission, uh, probably something flashier and a little bit more direct, but I only ever drove a manual once. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, for me, I don't have that much of a problem not being around people, but I don't think a few weeks not seeing people was bad. Yeah. People were acting like it was the end of the world. And I just kind of questioned what's your life like? Like, are you taking care of yourself in the way you need to be by yourself or are you dependent on people? And that just makes up your whole existence. Yeah. I think that that came from the people who either have an incredibly included support structure, you know, where they basically don't do anything without other people involved or the people who are people pleasers. They take from themselves to make sure everyone around them is doing okay without concern for themselves. I mean, I get it because I'm kind of in that ladder camp. I get needing to be around people, but you could do it in another way. You know, you can communicate with people without being present so like the lockdown wasn't horrible you have options you know my first thing was like i'm gonna be on discord and it's gonna be like i'm not even you know lacking my people you know i can still communicate i can still do the things i enjoy with these people and i can still you know do collaborative efforts with them right exactly gotta find that medium i also was hoping that people would take the opportunity to realize this is proving how broken our system is how do we sidestep this system obviously there's things that need to change but it's not going to be fixed instantly it's always a process that's why you know grind culture was really at its peak i saw some sort of tweet i think it said if this didn't bring out the hustle in you it was never in you and there's some people who got kind of salty about that but he's just laying out the facts some people are built for it Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of people i won't say there aren't a lot because there's an entire army of people who are but this really proved you're stuck in your mundane life and you might not make it outside of that existence. I wouldn't go so far as to say that, like, you know, the quote, if it didn't bring the hustle out of you, I think it should be closer examined. You know, I don't think it's even that extreme. I would say if during all of this time, if like, let's say you were on unemployment or whatever, and, and you had all this time away from people in isolation, if you weren't like constantly stressed all the time, if you didn't at least think about doing something aside from returning to work then you definitely have only the worker mindset. Right. This motivated me to think, how do I make it so that I'm not dependent on the job? So if something like this happens again, I've got a safety net. For me, I guess, I guess what happened is uh, the first couple of weeks, for sure, maybe the first like two, three months, I was just doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. You know, I being on unemployment, I didn't have to worry about shit. You know, I was like, hmm, what if every day I could just wake up do whatever the fuck I wanted to. And then money came in. So it was really just like, <laughs> how do I turn what I'm doing into a revenue stream? And I was like, exactly. Well, Twitch no, it's been staring me in the face this whole time. Which before you didn't consider an option. It took the absence of people to teach me that I was totally okay with people. <laughs> and the fact that you did it so effortlessly when you started, because I remember the idea of you being on camera just completely mortified you. Mm-hmm. You were not about it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I won't say that you you needed to experience the the hustle mentality in yourself during this, but you needed to experience something other than what was already there. Right. 
even something small, like if you went into it and you came out and you were like, you know what, I'm going to exercise more or some shit like that. I, I don't care that something came out of it. Out right. Of Do a few that. pushups a day. That's all. You only need to make a small step. That's actually why we need to teach the value of compound effect. I don't remember who the quote is, but it's, it's something along the lines of mankind's greatest invention is compound interest. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember who said it or what the direct quote is, but yeah. Or wasn't it, isn't it one of one of the wonders of the world or something like that is compound interest. But the, the concept applies to multiple things. It's not just like the financial sector. You know, you do good, you feel good, allows you to do more good. You know, it's like uh, people who it's like, we were talking about people who, who are very socially dependent, you know, the, the lockdown happened and they were like, Oh no, I can't see people problems. Like the same thing applies to them. They meet one person, that person introduces them to more people and it just compounds. And it's like the six degrees of separation. You eventually know everybody on the fucking planet, but right. Yeah. I think there is a lot to be learned from all of this. And it's really just, you know, how can you kind of sustain your well being? I think it definitely teaches people to think outside the box. I mean, especially, you know, we saw the mass influx of OnlyFans content creators. (laughs) That shows me that a lot of you have the desire. (laughs) Maybe not the right, like, application, but definitely the desire. I mean, some people left jobs to do it. There is some article I was reading where somebody was a teacher and they left to do that. And she was getting criticized and she was basically like, look, I need to feed my family. This makes more. Honestly. Or the teachers that do it and then get fired once the school finds out. I saw a couple of that, uh, a couple articles about that happen. Oh, there's all sorts of articles about people getting shafted from their jobs just because they found out it wasn't taking place in their workplace. (laughs) Well, the students may find their way onto the website and get access to why is your minor accessing these websites designed for adults? Maybe you should, you know, monitor your child. (laughs) that uh, every uh, every parent that has a problem with like sex work as far as like uh in, in the age of the internet you know like only fans and like Pornhub and all that shit any adult who has a problem with that and they always use the excuse well what about the kids it's like maybe you should take a, qu- a crash course in like network administration so you can figure out how to stop your fucking kids from getting to those websites also who's the one that finds out it's the dad. The dad, <laughs> the dad walks in on the kid. Guaranteed. No, 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 no. I don't think it's that. When the people find out about these, their workers doing this, who finds out? Do they hear from somebody or are they, are they on the platform themselves yeah. and they happen to stumble upon it and they're like, nope, can't have that, was, even though I'm subscribed. I was watching an interview. I don't mean to digress, but this is kind of funny. I was watching an interview with a with an adult film actress, and uh, she was she's she's into like the she does like the the kink stuff, like the uh, like the step fantasy that's popular lately. And one of her family members or like close friends or whatever was like, "I disagree with the type of content you make," and blah blah blah. I had this whole spiel about, it. and she was like, "Well, how did you find out about it?" <laughs> <laughs> What were you doing? What terms were you searching up that got you to my content so that you could have a problem? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's another thing we need balance of understanding that division between work and home life. Mm -hmm. It's nobody's business, but that gets into dangerous territory because there are people who are like, we shouldn't be able to be fired for what we do online, blah, blah, blah. But yet, you know, people can storm the Capitol and, you know, they're getting fired and everyone's like, you can't do that. First Amendment, blah, 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 my freedom. 
well, First Amendment, blah, 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 my freedoms. Technically speaking, I don't know how it is everywhere, but your employer can cut ties with you for any fucking reason. It's a privately owned company. Now, if you yeah. work for the government <laughs> and then you attack the Capitol and they fired you, I'd be like, well, yeah, it's fucking treason. <laughs> I would hope so. Like, I, I, I'm struggling to find a way where attacking the Capitol and you being terminated doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, that's just it's one of the things I've just been thinking about a lot in the past couple of years. It's you know, and and the internet doesn't help with all the kinds of posting that happens because it's all also devoid of fact. It's all opinion, you know, coming from both sides of the spectrum. It's just wow. It's interesting to see the division lately because it's super divided. Like we've been divided for quite some time in America, but this past year just really came to head on a lot <laughs> of different issues. You know, people are really ready to, you know, fight each other and kill each other over some political opinions now. That's why I value the friendship I have with my buddy Connor. Because we are vastly different, but we're still cool. You know, that's good. He's religious. I'm not. He's like, I don't want to I don't want to say it, but more conservative. I'm I guess you'd say more like progressive or liberal. I'm I'm more anti all of politics. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) point being is we took the time to build that bridge right and that's exactly what's necessary building those bridges instead of cutting it off before construction can start now on that note we're going to take a quick water break and we're back Mm -hmm. round two another thing that i would like to become neutral about is general stuff Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say general but the things that end up sparking movements like i have a serious problem with like the body positivity movement oh yeah yep i've mentioned this numerous times but my problem is we're not factoring in nuance Mm -hmm. can we bring science into this please (laughs) (laughs) it's all a matter of vanity and that's my issue with it it's fine that like i'm gonna look however i want to look okay can we go to the doctor and confirm that this is okay though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when we have actual science to back it up, it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't fucking be that. as a big person myself. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't be this big. I'm aware at the end of the day, it is a personal choice, but I still don't feel like I should be walking around and being like, it's okay to be as big as me. It's literally not. I, if I don't change this, I'll, I, I'll most likely suffer a health complication because of it. But you know, at the end of the day, it is, it is a decision. So I feel like when it comes to the body positivity movement, I feel like it should be the, mind your own fucking business movement like if somebody wants to be big or small or fit or unfit that's fine but like don't be telling other people how to live their lives right exactly and i don't think it's very fair to try to force people to accept something i mean but that's a whole topic the other day where like is it really accepting or are you just being a decent human being which is usually the argument but i've come across a lot of fitness people online who when they're asked of oh how do you feel about the healthy at every weight and they straight up are like this is not actually a good thing to discuss in the manner that they present it as because it's a spectrum that could be bad on either scale you could be unhealthy at every single weight 
it's almost self-defeating to try to make a blanket statement like that. Yeah, it just blows my mind. I'm Being still- big is inherently unhealthy. Then how does Lizzo do what the fuck Lizzo does? You know? Lizzo's apparently trying to lose weight. Well, she got criticized for it, too. I guess she was on some sort of all smoothie diet and everyone's criticizing her for it. And someone was like, first, she couldn't be big. Now she can't try to be skinny. Like, where? <laughs> at what point is she going to win? Like- I mean, like all these larger musicians, actors, performers who do all these incredibly athletic feats. And it's like, damn, you did all that. And you're big. It's like, yeah, like being big doesn't inherently mean you're unhealthy, but it doesn't also mean that you're free from being unhealthy. You know, like uh, when I was a kid, anytime that I got brought into a uh, like a, a physical by my parents, you know, the doctor would check me over and all that. And they'd be like, you're fine. Heart's good. Lungs good. Everything's strong. I was very athletic. I just ate a lot. You know, he's right. like, you're just big. You just have you eat too much. So you're fat. <laughs> it's like, you know, sumo wrestlers are oftentimes mm-hmm. very healthy medically. Mm-hmm. It's just, I actually it's, learned why that is. It's too vague. It's because they're lacking in visceral fat. Yeah. It's all just hanging out in between the skin. They don't have all the fat around the organs like the typical obese person. They're like, yeah, they're big, but they eat healthy. They just eat a lot. And they have to be big for their sport. It's just, it's all fat, like in the skin. They don't have, you know, a bunch of fat around all their organs, you know, choking their body to death. It's like when you see the training camp videos of like the athletes in the NFL, the linemen who are like chunky, they got man boobs and all that, but they're doing, uh, what are they called? Uh, suicides all day, every day. And they just stay fat. It's cause they just eat. <laughs> you yeah. Know? These dudes could fight. A There's bear. also a they're function to being that big in that sport. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't support anything that, almost encourages an unhealthy lifestyle because that's where it seems to be the problem. I remember I saw a clip from a podcast that I listened to for a little while, but just haven't listened to in a while. It's called mind pump. And one of the guys was talking about how they were talking about these things where it's like, Oh, I- I'm going to stop paying. So I'm going to start loving myself in the way I am and I'm going to eat whatever I want. And you know, cause I'm proud of who I am. And then he just straight up was like, well, no, you don't love yourself if you're treating your body that way. Well, see, when it comes to that and the not not loving yourself because you're treating your body that way, I would say that love is subjective, you know, and I would say that that person is free to eat themselves into an early grave if they want. My problem only comes when the body positivity movement and it's like, oh, well, he's perfectly fine being this big. It's like, no, because you're spreading a message that other people are going to fall into the same thing. And then you shouldn't be inflicting your your opinion on the topic onto other people like that. You know, so the body positivity movement should have just been the body neutrality movement. (laughs) You know, like I'm it may sound like it, but I'm not trying to tell people to, you know, not be fat or not be thin or whatever. I'm trying to tell you to be your best version of yourself. Yeah. And that's another thing I've come across following fitness people where they'd get comments about how these people are helping them to reach neutrality. Like, Hey, you don't have to hate yourself or love yourself. Like get to a point where it's neutral. And if you're going to do something, make it so that it's just improving yourself. Cause I always blew my mind when people will discourage good life choices. Like, why are you working out? You look fine. That, Fitness is not always about appearance <laughs> that and it's something that you have to maintain anyways, you know, as somebody who's like been on again, off again, uh, like strength training, you know, I've watched my strength come and go and come and go. It's something you have to keep up. So when you see somebody who's, who's in great shape, that's like in the gym all day, every day, it's like that's just what they have to do to maintain what they view as their best form. 
you pay your electricity bill for a month. You know, you don't stop paying it next month. You're like, what? The electricity's on. Why should I have to pay it again? Because it keeps coming. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's used that argument. <laughs> what do you mean? I paid it once. <laughs> it's on. What do you mean? It's, o- it's only going to co- go off if you hit the off switch. So don't hit the off switch. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like Somebody's that, used that argument. Why'd you, why'd you shut the lights off? They were already on. <laughs> I think something that could also reach neutral is the divide amongst generations yeah yeah i'm very guilty of this one myself i i generally had been like writing off everyone who was a a boomer just immediately (laughs) it's almost hard not to do it's so hard but i'm i met quite a few older people in the past like six years who are like very like-minded or just very accommodating and understanding like they they'll have their different opinions but they're still just like trying to have a decent conversation with you and they really changed my mind yeah i mean they're not all terrible Mm -hmm. you know i i do think we need to stop using the excuse of uh, oh they're old school or or they're just from a different time really because there's people older than them that are a lot more progressive so that's not an excuse anymore but that's just a whole thing with psychology when you're so where your generation is your personality i find that so weird Especially when there's certain opinions they have that are just wrong. We'd say millennials are lazy. Oh, word. <laughs> or, or they're snowflakes, powder yeah. puffs. Like, yeah, you mean the ones that are protesting, getting hit in the face with rubber bullets and going out the next day fighting mm, for their cause? Losing eyes and shit and still being like, I yep, saw a hilarious thing it. that said uh, job requirements for this generation versus this generation. And it was two, I think, Olympic gymnastics. Mm hmm videos one was from like 1930 something and someone took the um, i forgot what the thing's called it sounded like a beam some sort of thing the dude jumped kind of like tapped it and like leapfrogged over it and like did his landing and then the other one was 2012 and some asian dude like running up and doing some insane flip over this bar thing and i was like yeah that's (laughs) the divide right there because when people are like oh back in my day yeah your day when Everything was a fraction of the effort. <laughs> Back in your day when you showed up to work and they gave you a promotion for it. <laughs> <laughs> like back in my day, I just worked part time in some reason paid for that? my school. You didn't die of cholera and you're back to work? Promoted. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day, you could get an entire family in a house for a nickel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's such a weird divide when you're in that mindset and that and there's like no progression that your brain ever goes through to understand mm-hmm. this is completely different. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, I understand having like your opinions and being like rooted in them, but you have to be malleable times arrow. Neither what was it ceases or goes in reverse this is some fucking Bojack horseman quote, but time's going forward, you know, and it, it's always changing and you have to change with it. Uh, it's something I try to do in my day to day life. Like I've had uh, since returning to work, you know, I've had a couple of young people like 19 year olds who had joined the work staff at the place I'm at and they have a conversation with me for like a day and then they end up asking me invariably. They're like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm 28. They're like, really? No way. I, I would have put you at like 22, 23. And I'm like, why? They're like, because you don't act like you're old. And I'm like, no shit. The time keeps changing. So I'm going to change with it. You know, all these new trends and shit come through and I'm like, I, I'm going to understand you it. It's adapt. interesting. I'm adapting to everything around me. It's like the older people who maintained resistance to technology and now they have no choice and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's what I absolutely want to avoid when I'm like 50 and some crazy new game station comes out. I'm like, I know everything about. Well, the interesting thing is it's always been around. You just had to adapt to it. And it's also not hard to learn. People act like it's difficult to learn these things. No, if you (laughs) sit down with it and learn it, were you born driving cars? No, I will never understand it. I say this knowing that if anybody picks up the mentality of adapting with the times, it's going to slowly weed out an entire like service industry because there's not going to be old people that don't understand technology or, or whatever the concept is. Right. You know, you're not going to be the, the family's golden goose for restarting the router. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I also find it weird when people want to maintain things because they romanticize the idea of it. Like this campaign to get cursive back in schools. It's useless. There's no reason for it. You're literally romancing a writing method that is only around because of the limitations of writing devices from an earlier time. That is the main reason you're, you know, all the people like to romanticize it. It's like, no, most stuff I read is typed anyway. Cursive is not easy to read if you have someone with atrocious handwriting. And also it was made in the time of quills and you know early ink pens where it was necessary to not pull your hand up from the page. You know, why do you want to waste a kid's time in school when they could be learning something practical? Like all the things we don't teach them, like forget cursive, let's teach them about taxes. <laughs> Honestly. You know, it's that bridge always is divided. And, you know, those people like people who still write checks. I hate it. And the excuse is, oh, I'm old school. Uh-huh. Eventually, people are going to stop taking checks. Honestly, they're going to go on somewhere. They're, they're, they're going to pay some bill or whatever. And they're, oh, well, we updated our system. We can't take paper checks anymore. Oh, this is this is bullshit. This is a problem. It's like tough shit, dude. Here's your late fee. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's easier and faster. Yeah. There, there ain't I don't like nobody, waiting around for my money to be taken out of my account. There ain't nobody connected to anything that doesn't have access to some form of a computer. You know, so that means that you have a way to like it, it, you, you still want to pay with checks. You're, you're doing the same basic thing if you uh, if you pay with your checking account and not like a card. Nine times out of ten, any place that you can uh, pay for like a utility bill or like a mortgage or, or anything like that, you can you can pay directly from your checking account. Yeah, they actually give you a small discount for it. it's not really a discount. It's, they don't charge you the card fee, but I just never understand the resistance to progression. Or at least maintaining some sort of balance or being willing. Yeah. Instead of just complaining about it. The time spent complaining is the time you could be educating yourself on the new processes. How did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> it there are just so many ways that society could be further ahead. Well, we got here because of the linear progression of time. Time moves faster than humans are able to adapt to it, it seems. Yeah, that's why it's like when you have a, a a kid or whatever, they always seem like they're miles and miles ahead of where you were when you were a kid, you know, as far as like picking up new concepts or just ad- adapting to the technology around them. But I that mean, gap will forever close too, because yeah. of the willingness of our generation and generations <laughs> after us. We adapt to the technology. I want to see the world 200 years from now. That would be amazing. We be might. Awesome. Technology. Mm-hmm. If I can download my computer, brain, bro. I'm about it. Slap me in a robot. It. Well, that's the episode for today. We're trying out a shorter episodes this time around. Mainly due to time constraints, but also I think it's more digestible. Which I'm enjoying thanks to my new show, The K-Cut, mm-hmm. which drops every Tuesday. You should go listen to it. Shameless plug. 
There's, there ain't yeah, ain't no shame in that game. <laughs> <laughs> For all things film, go to the K Cut. Brought to you by Boutique Paul. Uh, oh, I don't go by Boutique Paul in there. Huh? What? I don't oh, go by, don't go by Damn. I just go by my normal name. <laughs> I was about to start. Boutique Ball is just the music now. <laughs> I'm glad you interrupted me because I forgot the names of the other co-hosts. I mean, I know Andreas. But. Andreas and Rachel. <laughs> I don't even think we refer to ourselves by our last names anyway. Yeah. So it's not necessary. Yeah, that's a fun show to do. Yeah. I'm in the process of reaching out to people for interviews. So if we, will get we said we'd have interviews. If they don't happen right away, forgive us because it's it's a process. <laughs> but... In the meantime, you know where to find us on all the things social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at PNTS underscore podcast. Be sure to buy our merch available through Lavish Media Designs. You can follow us separately. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at BTQ Paul. My partner over here is only on Instagram on DMS underscore Brodo Bird. He's going to be back to the Twitch world soon, hopefully. Immediately so after the Be sure move. to watch that it's very entertaining oh yeah uh, I, i'll make it well known when i when i do the return the big return the big return it's probably gonna be fireworks yeah it's gonna be like that movie uh superman returns except not disappointing <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody that is this week's episode and remember collaboration breeds community stay hustling and stay hydrated peace <laughs>